Hi, and welcome to Finance Matters, a podcast brought to you by UVA Finance, UVA's trusted financial partner. Finance Matters is a podcast series where we bring you bite-sized thoughts, stories, and inspiration in the hopes that they'll be useful to you on this road we're all on to do our best and be our best in the realm of financial matters here at UVA. As always, I'm your host, Brandy Van Ormer. I'm here with my co-host, Patty Marbury of Finance Outreach and Compliance. And finally, Patty, we're going to get into a conversation today. That's right. We're going to talk about the stage of crucial conversations when you're actually in the conversation. So if you haven't already listened to the three previous pods about crucial conversations, I would say stop, go back and listen to those first. And we'll recap just a little bit about the uh, scenario that we were talking about last time that might help us as we go forward and talk about what actually happens when you're in the conversation. But it would really be best if you had all that backstory before we got into the conversation today. Mm-hmm. So yep. with that said, a little bit of backstory about my friend Christy from a previous um, workplace who had had a great idea to revolutionize the way that something was done within our hospital system. They were presenting it as a group with her boss um, to a group of leadership there at the hospital and she was supposed to deliver the big part of the presentation where they really talked about the idea that they had and she had some ownership over that because it was her idea. She'd done a lot of groundwork on it. And during the actual presentation, her boss just suddenly... um, Took over. Took over. (laughs) Started to deliver her part of the presentation, went through the whole thing, and she had no idea what was going on, but felt very hurt, disillusioned, and went down a pretty bad path afterward. Now, this being a situation that I actually got to see the resolution to, I know that in the end what happened was she found out that her boss hadn't had any bad intentions Mm -hmm. when he had done that, that actually it just so happened that in the room that day um, was a person or two that was connected to the CEO of the hospital who didn't actually know anything about the project yet, and he didn't want anything to sound um, like they had already made decisions or um, just to be a surprise to that person. So he had taken over the presentation to avoid the project falling into trouble or to avoid um, my colleague Christy uh, getting into something she didn't know how to handle. Right. But there was no time to talk about it afterwards, so there's Christy left. Yeah. And and you had shared that example as um, an example of what what happens when we tell ourselves stories. Yep, because um, she sure did. <laughs> and so we, we talked in the last um, podcast about stories and how to separate facts, what actually happened or what you actually saw and heard um, versus what you've told yourself about those facts. And so the story is what happened that made you feel a certain way and then made you act a certain way. And so um, we talked a lot about that in the last episode about um, kind of mastering your stories or making sure that you really separate what's a fact versus what I've told myself about those facts. And so today we're going to talk about when you actually get into a conversation and we kind of use that as an example, use that last scenario as an example. where when you get into a conversation, and again, the, the um, authors of the Crucial Conversation book and training, um, training content 
use a lot of acronyms. And so, of course, they have an acronym when, um, to help you remember about the tips you can use when you're in a crucial conversation. And that acronym is STATE. So this, the S-T-A-T-E, and they each stand for something different. The first S, um, the T, the first T, and the A are really what they term what skills, what you do in a conversation. And then the last T and the E are the how skills, or how you do them. And so we'll talk about what each of those are. And I can imagine somebody like Christy, who's, who knows that they have to have this conversation you know, a, a tough conversation with somebody, maybe like doing a little prep work. Oh yeah, writing. I'm glad you brought that up because um, you because that's a really good idea. So we're going to give you, you know, what does this state mean? But it's always helpful when you're getting ready to go into a conversation with somebody that you know is a crucial conversation. So you remember, it's high stakes, difference of opinion, strong emotions. Um, always helpful for you to kind of maybe script out a little bit. Not that you'll go in and read your script. <laughs> I have these note cards today. <laughs> but um, at least have an idea of what you're going to say. And so use these acronyms really to help you develop kind of a script or little notes for yourself to, to make sure that you get what you want to say out. Um, because when you're in that situation and the emotions are strong, you often, you can imagine, you just feel like you, you don't end up saying what you want to say. Yeah, I kind of lose my train of thought easily yeah, when I'm upset. me too. Yeah. So everybody, I think, does. I think that's a common um, reaction. So the first, the first state is share your facts. So state them as facts. Um, and not, not the way you think they were, but right, what Right, not, not your story. Yeah. So not what you've interpreted the, the the facts to mean, but what happened? So if I'm if I'm Christy from the our story that we're using, I say, and I wish I could remember the boss's name. So we would, let's just call him Jim. <laughs> I can't think of his name to save my <laughs> life. So Christy thinks, all right, the facts are, Jim. When we did that presentation, we had agreed that I would present the the project at a certain time, and that didn't happen. And you presented it instead. Right. Is that... that? That's good. Okay. Um, and and um, it's all it's helpful to state what happened. So he presented it. You, Jim, presented the presentation. Um, when when I thought we had talked about me presenting it, um, so that kind of di- it shows that what actually happened and how it differs from what you expected to happen. Okay. So that's helpful. Then the second thing. So that's sharing the facts. What actually happened. Then telling your story. And so remember the story that we've, mm-hmm. we've talked about. The, her story was, he doesn't trust me to, to, um, to do a good job in the presentation. And he, all the or other he's things trying to told. take my ideas. He's trying to take my ideas and take credit for them. So all those things that she told herself. So it's okay for her to share that now with him. Oh, okay. And say, um, that it, when that happened, it made me feel... Like, not you made me feel. Oh, yeah. Because, so, again, like you said, people don't make you feel stuff. Right. Your stories make you feel stuff. Yeah. So you can say, but you can say, when that happened, I felt, that's probably a better way to say it. Yeah. I felt um, like maybe you don't trust me. Or I felt like, or it made me think that you were taking credit for my ideas or things like that. You know, I think you get the idea. Right. Yes. So 
but you share, you tell your story. So that's the S and the T. Share your facts, tell your story. Then the A is ask Jim, in this case, Christy would ask Jim um, for his side of the story. What happened? Um, or is that how you saw it? Or um, tell me, tell what, me. Yeah, what, tell what, me what, what was on your mind when that happened. Right. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Tell, tell me what was on your mind or tell me what... Why did you, am I missing something is another good thing to yeah. ask. And, and, and that's nice, too, to state it that way, because that way you're not coming off too confrontational to start right. with. Which is great that you mentioned that, is um, the, the next T, which is, remember, the next, those, the S, T, and A, or the what skills, the next two pieces of the acronym, the last T and the E, are the how skills. And so you said making sure you don't come across as too confrontational. The next T is talk tentatively, and that doesn't mean you timidly it just means don't speak in absolutes like if christy went in there and said jim you are always so you're always changing the plan and you always make the rest of us feel like we don't matter and you never give us the right credit for what we've done right so speaking in absolutes yeah um, so using terms like always or never. Because that's going to put Jim way on his guard. Right. Christy, I don't right. do that. Right. Yeah. So just speak more tentatively. Um, you can say things like, um, is, is that how you see it? Um, uh, I, I believe that. It leads me to believe. You could say things like, um, um, I'm wondering if that is what happened, you know, things like that, in my opinion. Those things are a little bit more tentative. So that's the T. Um, And then finally, the E is encourage testing. So again, this is saying things like, is that how you see it? Do you see things differently? Is that what happened? So it's kind of goes along with um, asking for his path, but it's, 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 it's kind of like um, you're saying, Tell me you're how inviting I'm wrong. them, yeah. <laughs> right? So you're saying, tell tell me why I'm not right. Um, tell me why I, you didn't actually um, want to take credit for my work and that so kind of thing. So we know in this scenario how like what would actually happen. So we know we had two people here who had, were coming from a place of good intention, really good intention. Yeah. I mean, Jim, um, it would have been ideal if he had gotten to talk to her afterward and yeah. said, "Hey, by the way." Like, I had to change the plan midstream, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But he didn't, and so she had time to tell herself some stories. Right. But it's not always going to be as pleasingly resolved. Right. I mean, sometimes, I think a lot of times we have things that are just easy um, misunderstandings like that, but sometimes we don't. Sometimes we really have disagreements. Mm -hmm. There are really thorny things that we're going to have to work through. So after you've encouraged that testing and opened up that door for the other person to talk back with you, and it's not going, maybe it's going to take some work to work through Mm -hmm. that. How does it look then? Yeah. So, so the other part of it is, so, so these are, this is a way to help you prepare for the conversation. When you're actually in, like you say, it never goes exactly like you plan. You can't. Yeah, they don't always just say, well, let me tell you. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. So um, while you're in the conversation, it's important to, um, to look for what, what the crucial conversations authors describe as silence and violence. And that's really silence is look for the other person kind of shutting down body mm-hmm. language, um, folding not their talking, arms folding them. their arms, looking down. Um, 
getting getting up and leaving just quietly. Um, that, <laughs> that's a that's, sign. <laughs> that's, that can be silence, or if they storm out, that's violence, right? You know, so it's um, slamming books down, things like that would be signs of violence. We're not talking about them actually blowing up and smacking you or something, but that could happen too, I guess. But um, very hopefully rarely. Not. <laughs> hopefully not. But um, but when they talk about silence and violence, they're just talking about um, aggressive behavior. What what you would think of as aggressive behavior or um, kind of shutting down. Yeah. And so look for those kinds of signs. If those kinds of things happen, then you might need to um, use some other skills. One is simply start, start over. Realize it's not a good time. Can we, can we just stop this right now and come back to this later? Because a lot of people are just not good when faced with new information. Right. Like they need, would need a little time to process the yeah. fact that you, they have to deal with this. Yes. And so um, there's a lot of tips that they talk about in crucial conversations of things like contrasting or apologizing when you've been misunderstood, things like that. And I think some of those things are contrasting is like saying what you what you um, didn't mean, and then saying what you did do mean. So um, saying you know it was not in my my intent to accuse you of. Um, not trusting me in Christie's case. Right. Um, what I really wanted to let you know is how it made me feel. And so um, so those kinds of things, just contrasting. It makes so just me, different little tools like that. Yeah, and it makes me Tips. think, everything makes me think of this since we talked about it, of um, the of the book by our incoming president, uh, Wait, James what? Ryan. I never, I can't yeah. depend on myself to say it correctly. I always say what, why, or something like that. <laughs> But I think about the common ground thing. Yes. Like in this, it seems like you'd be trying to establish that. That's exactly what you're trying to do in a crucial conversation, is to establish common ground. Find where you can agree on the, things. It's the pool of shared understanding, yeah. isn't it? Pool I remember of shared that. meaning. <laughs> yeah, shared meaning. So, so that's what you're trying to do, is, is open up dialogue and get more shared meaning in that pool, which is in the middle of the crucial conversations model. And so we'll link to some some helpful information, yes. some graphics, and some of those tips too in yes. the show notes. So um, so yeah, so that that's kind of the whole goal of it is to find where you you can agree. And so in back to Jim Ryan's book, which is couldn't we at least? Yeah, it goes kind of back to that whole uh, question. I just think when you're working, especially in terms of either your marriage or relationships or colleagues. Mm-hmm any of those really important relationships that have enough of the emotion and high stakes involved to spawn crucial conversations. Yes. That even when specific conversations are not as what you would think not as immediately successful as what you think they should be or could be, that establishing this as a way that that we together work through things mm-hmm. gradually builds more of that more chances for success in the future. Yeah. Because you are establishing common ground and mm-hmm. being more open mm-hmm. and maybe even a little vulnerable about how you feel about things and how you're interpreting things and how you're understanding things versus how someone else does yeah. makes it more likely to me when I, when I think about it, makes it more likely that we'll all be able to work together or move forward or partner together better in the future, even if specific instances are still rocky 
just knowing that that's how, like I know if I work with with you that that's how you look at things like even mm-hmm. if we disagree we're gonna handle it in a mature way right that's a cool thing you don't always have to agree on everything we do though don't we we do <laughs> <laughs> um, any any last minute advice on no I just say part? you know to to kind of reemphasize that point of um, paying attention to the other person's cues. And there are things that you can do um, to notice, like if their body language doesn't, doesn't match what they say. So like they say something like, it's, it's fine. Mm, yeah. Then, and sure, say, sure, okay. Yeah. yeah. Then you can, you can say things like, well, you say that, but you're not really showing me that it is, right? right? So let's talk about it. So it's, it's okay to let the other person know that you see that you that they can see that you want to talk about it and get to the bottom of things and find some common ground now that we talk about this i think our listeners could understand why it took us 3 podcasts to get to the actual conversation because this is real work yes there's so real work there's real work involved in creating real understanding yeah. between people and even as we said this this part of during the conversation may involve some pre-work for you to go back um you know make a little script for yourself or some notes that you can um refer to during the conversation write it on your hand yeah <laughs> there you go <laughs> keep looking at your hand <laughs> that's so, not awkward so, so anyway so yeah it is it's not it's not um easy it's not an easy thing it's why there's classes for it exactly it's why, and you know, know we can link to some of those classes and we yep. can link to the resources online and patty is trained in crucial conversations so yeah. i would say um you have specific questions about you know things that you wonder about this process please give us a holler mm-hmm. um we'd even consider doing further uh podcasts on these kinds of things because as we move into a time of transit transformation um there will be a lot of tough things to talk about yeah. and i have a, a i have a lot of good faith that we have great colleagues who'll be good to with talking about those things but um, it's just a higher stress time sometimes when you're going through change. Mm-hmm. So good things to think about. Yes. Um, thanks again for joining us for Finance Matters. This will conclude the Crucial Conversation series unless we get more feedback on that. Um, you can read more about what finance is up to on the UVA Finance blog at uvafinance.blogspot.com. If you've got an idea for a podcast or some more questions about Crucial Conversations, Um, please let us know. You can email me, you can email Patty, or tweet us directly at UVA underscore finance. That's all for now. Until next time, do good work because what you're doing matters.